the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Right, yeah, really. All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Construction. Check them out, cavensconstruction.com. Guess who's back? Back again. Kenzie Hansen is back. Go ahead and tell a friend. I hope some of you got that reference. Most of you probably did. That's an Eminem song, by the way, in case not all of you caught that reference. But Kenzie Hansen is back. That's right. The much-anticipated return of, in my opinion, the best catcher in all of college softball will happen this weekend. Now, according to Patty Gasso, she won't be behind the plate and necessarily be a full go, but you will see her at the plates, and regardless of her availability, she'll get her first at-bat of the season, and I think that that's a massive boost to this team. I think it matters. You know, I just think that her presence in the dugout helps. You know, you got to think she's she's played a lot of ball. Um, I would think that she was probably one of the team leaders, if not the team leader, because normally catchers who have played a ton are normally your most vocal leaders. I mean, to be a catcher, you you normally got to be pretty loud and you got to be supportive. You got to be one of the leaders on the team. And I think Kenzie Hansen is absolutely that. So with a challenging weekend like this coming up, uh, just having number nine back in the dugout, seeing number nine in the lineup, I think that's very big for this team. But here we go. We're here. It's the Mary Nutter, arguably the biggest and best regular season tournament in all of college softball. And the fact that you have the two best teams, the two best programs, in my opinion, the two best coaches in the game, that only adds to how loaded this tournament is. And I know that's the draw this weekend. Everyone knows. Number one versus number two on Sunday. It's the last game of a long weekend for OU. And it's probably the single most anticipated game of the college softball season for the entirety of the regular season. Like You won't see a game like this this anticipated until we get to Oklahoma City. And maybe you don't even see the game like this this anticipated until you get to the championship series. It's, it's, a, it's a very, very big deal for sure. Um, but here's the thing. There's going to be other challenges for OU this weekend outside of the UCLA game. Four challenges, by the way, to be exact. And sure, like what OU does or doesn't do against UCLA will be the major storyline of the weekend, not just out of this tournament, but nationally as well. But it's also not the only game that OU is going to play, and that's kind of my major point as we start things off today. There's two games on Friday, and there's two games on Saturday. So after a loss to Baylor, like let's see this team get back to playing at an elite level before the UCLA game even happens. You know, don't let that game against the Bruins be your sole focus this sole focus this weekend. And I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think they've got too good of a head coach over there at OU for that to be the sole focus. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, look at me. I probably sound like Patty Gasso talking to her team this week. And now that they're out in Palm Springs, I'm sure that she said this, you know, once or twice as well. But I do mean it. Like, title teams don't just play well in one of five games. They don't just play well when it's easy to get up for they're playing the number one ranked team in the country. Title teams play consistent softball throughout the entire weekend. And that's that's it. That's really what I want to see this weekend. That's the test. Come out Friday afternoon against Cal State Fullerton and look like the team that we think it can be. Then back it up and do it right after against Texas A&M. 
and then wake up on Saturday, play well against a good Utah team, and turn around and do it again against Loyola Marymount. Then it's the UCLA game. The big one, the two Titans. I know it's the game that you care about the most, and we'll chat with Tara Henry of uh, D1 Softball to talk more about that game in just a couple of minutes. Hey, look, it's the game that I care about the most as well. I'm just trying to tell you that I think that this weekend's Though the UCLA game is the sole focus, I think it's more than just the UCLA game, just overall for this team. This team needs to play elite softball consistently. Like I think that's the challenge. I think that's the chase right now for this team. And if you do that, obviously, it's best case scenario. But sure, I mean, it's look, the UCLA game is a huge part of this weekend. But again, it's not everything. It's coming off the Baylor loss. And for the first time this year, looking consistently like the team that we know that this OU softball team can be. It's about watching a team, and I think all of us on social media or even on the uh, post-game pod that I'm going to release on Sunday, we're all saying to ourselves, yeah, that's, that's the team I remember. That's the team that I think that they're capable of. That's what it's about. And guess what? If that happens this weekend, I think that they probably beat UCLA. And if they do, and if I'm right, and if they beat UCLA, the narrative shifts. It's back to, yeah, this is the best team. And if there's any worry about this team right now, and I'm not trying to tell you that there should be any worry to this team right now because I'm not necessarily pushing the panic button. I'm very far away from the panic button right now as we speak. But if you're one of those out there that's panicking a little bit about that team, it goes all it goes out the window, totally out the window. If this team plays like we know they're capable of um, and they go out and beat UCLA and have a 5-0 and weekend. So... That's that's what's not, what I'm watching for. But beating UCLA, a uh, little bit easier said than done, right? That historic team a year ago that is still in the conversation of best softball team ever, UCLA beat them. Now, OU turned around in incredible fashion and took care of UCLA in the game right after that in an elimination game, and that does need to be noted. But a young UCLA team last year, where a lot of those faces are back this year, that UCLA team beat OU in Oklahoma City. So they're, they're a challenge. They're a young team, still a young team, but they're a very talented team. They're, they are no doubt one of the best two teams in the country, and if UCLA beats OU on Sunday, the popular thought might be that UCLA is now the favorite to win the national championship. Like I, I don't know if I'll be ready to go there just yet after just one regular season game, but I think a lot of people will start to shift their opinion if UCLA wins uh, that they're the best team in all of college softball. And I got to think that... Megan Faramo is probably going to start that game on Sunday. And honestly, I hope that she does. Like, she's the best UCLA has in the circle. She's one of the best pitchers in all of college softball. Like, I want it to be Jordy Ball versus Megan Faramo. I'm going to guess that that's probably the pitching, uh, the, uh, the pitching mat- matchup on Sunday, but that's what I hope it is. I want the both teams to be at their best. Like, that's what we deserve. It's what the sport deserves. It's what everyone wants to see. Give OU and UCLA, put them out there at their best, and we'll see ultimately who wins the game. But for Amo, she just tossed her seventh no-hitter of her career on Thursday night and her first against a ranked opponent when UCLA blanked Florida 10-0. They did that on Thursday night out there on the West Coast. So you know the name Megan for Amo. You know how good she is. She's playing well. UCLA's playing well. Florida's a good softball team. We know that. We, we talked enough about them in the preseason. And if UCLA puts up a 10-0 win over Florida, then UCLA is 
I, they're, they're playing some pretty good softball right now. So the challenge is absolutely there to go and beat the Bruins on the West Coast. And that's the thing, too. There's going to be huge crowds this weekend, just there, like there has been for the past several years at the uh, Mary Nutter Classic. UCLA's going to have a nice little turnout out there. You know, like, of, of course they are. OU's in town. I know it's early on a Sunday. That The atmosphere of that ballpark is not going to feel like a, a, an early Sunday game. It's probably going to feel like a Saturday night game because of this uh, much-anticipated battle. It's going to be fun. Like, th- this is what you want. You want to be a big-time program playing in big-time games. OU and UCLA on Sunday, th- this is – it's a heavyweight fight is what it is. I mean – for a like for a football comparison here, I don't think it's exactly OU Nebraska in 2000, just because you know OU was coming off the 90s and trying to get back. But it's it's one versus two. It's you know game of the century kind of feels here. I mean this is this is big time, and these are my two teams that I picked before the season to play in the championship series. So there's there's a lot on the line on uh, on Sunday afternoon, no doubt. And again. UCLA looks like they're playing some pretty good softball, so the challenge is going to be there. All right, uh, let's get to our interview this week. Big fan of Tara Henry, big fan of D1 softball, and you're about to find out one of the reasons why I'm such a big fan of D1 softball. Tara joined us live on Thursday night from the Mary Nutter Classic, which is pretty cool. So uh, we talk with Tara and a whole lot more. I hope you enjoy. All right, we welcome in this week's guest, who is actually currently – live at the Mary Nutter. But before we even talk about that, we got to tell Tara Henry thank you. And why do we need to tell Tara Henry thank you? Well, from a podcaster side, you're always looking for content before the season starts, right? What am I going to talk about? Projected lineups, what this team's going to look like, all that. Oh, wait, D1softball.com has the best 100 players in the game. They've got their own set of preseason rankings. Tara Henry makes my job easy on the Diamond Envy podcast. So thank you. I know I speak for a lot of people, Tara. Thank you for fueling us with the softball coverage that we want before, during, and even after the season. You got, you're got you awesome. You're so welcome. Anything we can do to help, we're always here for you. Uh, we love it. It's year-round uh, and anything. Obviously, a lot of that is the Sooners, but uh, year-round, we're here for you. Yeah. D1softball.com. Go subscribe. Trust me. It's, uh, it's worth the money. Now, you just sent me a message about Ten minutes ago, I wasn't surprised to see it, but I wasn't happy to see it because the weather is I mean, it kind of seems like it's the main talking point out there right now. Just update us on what the latest is, how many games we think we might be able to get in. Like, I, I guess play a weather forecaster here for us. <laughs> you know, I'm not a meteorologist uh, and yeah. the weather does seem to be a huge topic right now, but I- I'm guessing it's probably from all of the California folks because um, – I mean, we're playing. I don't see any reason to not play. There is, There was some showers when I walked up today, but uh, I was just sitting outside and had to take my parka off because it got so hot. Um, I, I think we're going to get the games in, uh, as many as possible. Uh, and I know the uh, grounds crew and the staff here are working uh, day in, day, now, day out tirelessly to make sure that these games get in. Uh, can't control Mother Nature. Uh, but yeah. like I said, I walked up and it was raining pretty good, but the sun is out just before I came in for this interview. So uh, OU plays four games before they actually play UCLA. But I mean, it's the game that everyone's looking forward to. It's the game I think nationally everyone's looking forward to. Can you put in, in, into perspective, it's just one regular season game, but how big this is, they're, they're the number one of the number two teams. I think that they're the two titans of the sport at this point. 
just how big is it that OU and UCLA, and I know they played last year and they played in Oklahoma City as well, but uh, how big is this for these two programs to be meeting this weekend? Well, it's huge. And to be honest, Tyler, this is the first time we've ranked OU uh, none other than one in two years. So last time uh, was two years ago. So to have that type of a matchup, uh, Sunday morning, an early Sunday morning matchup between those two teams, two powerhouses, I can't say enough about this early season test for both sides. And, you know, I've watched uh, the Sooners. I've watched Oklahoma in that first weekend. And then I was able to travel out to Clearwater and see the Bruins in person. And it's going to be a heavyweight fight. Um, It's going to come down to to good pitching uh, and timely hitting. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the Sooners and um, I'm really concerned with the free passes that they've been giving up as of late. Mm -hmm. And I know that's something that can be shored up. Uh, and the offense, the office, there's something, there seems to be something off about that offense, but uh, I can assure you it's going to be uh, quite a matchup uh, here on Sunday morning. And I know everybody's excited for it. Yeah, you were out there in Irvine um, first weekend of the season. You mentioned the walks, absolutely. The offense, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's the realization that the all-time home run leader is not in the middle of that order anymore, though there were some nice things that happened offensively in Waco last weekend. What were your other takeaways uh, from that weekend in Irvine, other than uh, the two things you already said? You know, I think they're just settling in, and it was great. I just was over at Wrigley Field and saw Jocelyn Allo and Nicole Mendez. Both of those two are are calling on Flow Sports this this week here at the Marionetter, so make sure you all support them. But, you know, again, I think the, the walks were the biggest um, – you know, kind of glaring um, note for me, but you know, it's tough. It's tough to replace a player like Jocelyn Allo. Uh, she was not only obviously the home run leader, but I think her leadership and uh, her ability to bring that team together. So I'm waiting to see who steps up. Is that a Haley Lee? I mean, Kinsey Hansen is back uh, this weekend. So we'll get to see her uh, play and be back. And is it her? Um, is it a, a Jordy ball? Is it an Alex Duraco? So, I think what we're all looking for is to see which one of those Sooners steps up and steps into that role, not only um, getting it done at the plate and in the field, but as a leader. Sophomore slump is, I mean, anyone that's ever watched college sports, you know, has heard that before. Do you think Jordy Ball's going through that? Are you worried about her at all? Or do you think that sooner rather than later, she's, she's going to get it figured out? You know, Jordy Ball's a competitor. And, you know, people can talk about a sophomore slum. They can talk about um, her not being the Jordan that she was. But we have to, have to remember, she was going through some injuries last season. So um, I yep. think just easing her back in. And uh, what I do love about Coach Gasso is that she, her ability in the in the beginning of the season to kind of figure out who's who's got what. Uh, she's going to leave Jordy in there and, and figure out if she can get the job done. But um, I wouldn't be too worried. Uh, it's still it's, it's still an incredible staff and, and a lineup that uh, is pretty explosive and powerful. But uh, I wouldn't be worried just yet in our uh, third week of the season. You know, OU, like I said, they're, they're going to play Fullerton on Friday. They're going to play A&M on Friday. They're going to play some other games this weekend. OU and UCLA, one and two. W- would you say A&M is maybe the – third best team out at Mary Nutter or, or would you say someone else? Well, we got Florida out here. Um, yeah. A&M's here there. You know, there's a great game going on right now. San Diego state, Cal state, Fullerton, Missouri's here. Washington's here. Um, I think you can take a look at the lineup. There's 30 teams uh, at this tournament, uh, just under 30 teams. And, you know, ASU pulled out early. Um, 
uh, as long with Iowa State. Those two are not here. But um, other than that, uh, it's quite quite the lineup. And like I said, uh, Kentucky, Washington just had a great game, a wild yeah. uh, extra inning, eight inning game that just went on. So uh, again, so same same as it always is. This is one of the best, if not the best, tournaments uh, in the country, and it has been for decades. I know you've probably answered this quite a bit, but we haven't addressed this very much on this podcast just because we're looking kind of towards the SEC, but UCLA, like they got a big change coming up as well. How do you view like the shift for OU to the SEC? I think there's definitely some positives. It's going to be absolutely more of a challenge. What's the dynamics behind UCLA now going to play in the big 10? Like what does that look like from their side of things? Well, I think it's going to be very cold for them. Uh, yeah, I don't know yeah, the Bruins are. <laughs> the Bruins are, aren't used to playing in those climates, but um, it's great for the Big Ten uh, in all sports. And I think, in terms of softball, it's going to be a lot of travel. Uh, and I've spoken to uh, Coach Inouye Perez. I've spoken to various coaches across the Big Ten. And the Big Ten coaches are excited because they get to come out to California. Uh, I mean, the weather isn't great right now, but in general, the mm-hmm. weather is great here. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a big change. I'm not quite sure how that's going to go, but that travel schedule is the one I'm most concerned with and, and traveling across the country uh, every week uh, for conference play. So um, we've got another year uh, to, to kind of look, look at, at that and dive into that. But uh, the biggest thing is going to be that travel issue and how these kids continue to be student athletes. Cause we still remember they're also students. So um, how they're students first uh, and then athletes. You watched UCLA last week, and you're very familiar with that program, obviously. But when I think of UCLA, I think of, well, they're going to have a power pitcher in the circle, someone that's going to get a lot of strikeouts. Um, They're going to have power in the middle of the order, and top to bottom of their order, they're a bunch of tough outs that don't strike out very well. Is that just UCLA once again this year? Is that basically what they look like, or have you seen something different? You know I think there's some truth to that, but I also think this is a young team. It's a good mix of veterans and freshmen. There are some freshmen that have stepped up uh, in a big way, and you've got freshmen at the corners. uh, And those two, I don't know if you can still hear me, Tyler. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. When you're looking at uh, Megan Grant and uh, Jordan um, Woolery, for those two to be the cornerstones as freshmen, uh, that's incredible. And then to add um, a, an arm in Brooklyn as in the circle to back up a Megan Faramo. But I don't think people talk about her enough, Charlize Palacios, because um, having her behind the dish and having her call pitches uh, and work in tandem with Megan Faramo has been really impressive to see. And I think we don't talk enough about Char uh, and mm-hmm. what, uh, what a game changer she is. Uh, and yeah, no, I, I'd argue that this is the best I've seen the Bruins uh, in a while. And I don't say that lightly because I'm, I think I'd arguably probably the most critical, um, but uh, they're off to a really good start and we'll see if they can keep that. You know, Kenzie Hansen's going to be back for OU this weekend. And that's something that, you know, maybe I don't talk about enough with, uh, you know, what this team has looked like so far. It, it, I think Patty said that she's not going to be behind the plate necessarily, but it sounds like she's going to get some, some at bats. I mean, you at D1 softball, you you all had, a, had her as a top 50 player, I think maybe even a little bit higher than that. Just how much of a boost is is that going to be, getting Kinsey Hansen back, who I think, if you do a postseason list, could absolutely end up as a top 15 player at the end of the year. 
Well, yeah, she, we have her ranked as our number one catcher um, in Division mm-hmm. One softball, so that's a huge impact player. Uh, her and Char, like we just talked about, Charlize Palacios with UCLA. So getting her back uh, is going to be huge. And, again, I think that leadership piece is important, and having someone like Kinsey Hansen uh, in the lineup, um, we're going to ease her in. I'm guessing she's going to ease her in. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's something to keep an eye on and, and maybe help with a little bit of that because, like we said, they've been a little bit off. So maybe mm-hmm. she'll help be that glue and bring that team together. Last one I have for you. You're, you're sitting live in the press box right now. Um, and, and I think from the OU side of things, you always say, well, the Mary Nutter is going to be tough. And, you know, you're probably going to play UCLA out there. I mean, you, you cover the sport um, as a whole. Like, where does the Mary Nutter rank in terms of just overall regular season tournaments that we see in this sport? Is it number one? Or if it's not, is it near the top? Like, what, what do you think? Uh, I think it's one or two. I think Clearwater, which I was just at last week, is another clear contender. But the Mary Nutter is always um, a tournament that, you know, teams fly in from all over the country to play in this tournament, and they have done so for a very long time. You can't – I've been to Clearwater. I've been to Mary Nutter. You can't quite replicate the family experience that you have here. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got loads of travel ball teams out here. You can get a tri-tip sandwich. Um, You can bring your dog. Uh, You can have a tent up. I think it's just a little bit more space and room. Uh, And maybe I'm nostalgic uh, and and I'm a little bit biased because this is a tournament that I know and love, but uh, it it can't be replicated. Uh, And again, I've been um, to tournaments throughout the country, and I truly believe that this is the pinnacle of it and, and just a really special place that uh, I hope most athletes get to play with at in their career. She's Tara Henry, managing editor of D1Softball.com. Thank you, as always. Get nostalgic this weekend. It's okay. It's an awesome weekend with a lot of great <laughs> softball out there. It's all right. Have fun because the uh, the crowds that we've seen here recently, especially last year, I, I don't think that's going to slow down anytime soon out there. And you know what? It, isn't it a cool thing? To, how can you not get nostalgic about that? It's awesome. No, you can. I mean, we got like arguably, you know, 6,000 walking in and out of the gates and a um, couple thousand watching a game. Uh, it's pretty special. But yeah, thank yeah. you so much, Tyler, for having me. Uh, would love to come back anytime you guys need me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk soon. See ya. Thanks, Tyler. Great stuff from Tara there, as always. And I'm serious. I, I subscribe to D1Softball.com. Get a lot of content there. Uh, love that website and everything that Tara and her team that they do over there. Now, interesting weather report by Tara. I am not going to hold her weather forecast as the uh, end all because it, I say that. I respect her meteorology ability, of course. I'm just saying that things can significantly change from Thursday night to Friday afternoon and certainly into Sunday morning. So she gave us a very optimistic weather report. I like that. I love that. I didn't necessarily expect that, but I'd love to hear that from Tara. Let's just hope that holds throughout this entire weekend. Because again, even though it's on flow softball and none of us really love flow softball all that much, we all want to watch OU and UCLA on Sunday. Hopefully that game gets in. And I just... I don't know. I I think OU needs to get that game in. They're trying to find their confidence. They're trying to hit their stride. And yes, like they can find their confidence and start to play their best softball if they just get the first four games in this weekend. That's not against UCLA. But I feel like if we really want to see this team, I mean really want to see this team get back to an elite level consistently, give them a level of confidence that maybe they haven't had at this point in the year, 
beating UCLA in California, that's really the way to do it. I think if you can get that done, if you get that game in, you win that game, then moving forward we start to say, oh, okay, yeah, okay, all right, uh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they had some new – had some new grad, or excuse me, some uh, transfer portal players. Some freshmen are in now. Kinsey Hansen's back. Jordy Ball's looking like herself again. I think that UCLA game can really write uh, a lot of things for this team. So let's uh, let's let's hope that they're able to get that game in on Sunday. All right, want to tell you about our title sponsor, Cavens Construction. Say this every single episode because it's true. Cavens a five star prospect, just like T R A Jennings. Uh, water fire, mold, roofing, even crime scene. Yeah, they do crime scene work at Cavens Construction as well. Gary and the team, uh, they are local in Norman, uh, but they can also serve Kansas and Arkansas and the state of Texas as well. They're everywhere. So I know we have listeners everywhere on the Diamond Envy podcast. So if you have any issues going on at your home or your office building, Call them 24-7, 365. They have an emergency response line, 405-573-3048. Really, that number, 405-573-3048. Call that for anything that you need from Cavens, but especially, really push those emergency repairs, 24-7, 365. Emergency response, give them a call, 405-573-3048. Appreciate uh, Gary and the team over at Cavens Construction for not only being a big supporter of the Diamond Envy podcast, for being a big supporter of OU and uh, OU softball as well. All right, so just a quick rundown of the schedule. I'm sure most of you know the times and the dates and everything, but for those of you that don't, a quick rundown of the schedule for this weekend. Uh, Friday at 2.30. Again, these are all, hopefully the weather cooperates. We get all these in. Friday at 2.30, you got Cal State Fullerton. Uh, Friday at 5, you got Texas A&M. That's the doubleheader on Friday. Another doubleheader on Saturday, Utah. And DJ uh, DJ Gasso, by the way, uh, on that staff still. 11.30 on Saturday against Utah. Loyola, Loyola Marymount, they'll turn right around and play Loyola Marymount after that. Uh, Saturday at 2 p.m. And then UCLA, Sunday at 11.30 a.m. All of those games are on flow softball. At least we're about to get out of the flow softball things. You know, we need a friend of the podcast, DJ Sanchez, to get it going on those ESPN Plus games. And luckily, a week from when I'm releasing this next Friday at the OU tournament, that's the first ESPN Plus game of the year, so we get to hear our friend uh, DJ Sanchez. Yeah, that'll be fun. DJ's awesome. Get to hear DJ on the ESPN Plus broadcast. That's going to be a lot of fun. Actually, a lot of ESPN Plus broadcasts coming up for OU softball after this weekend. You've got the OU tournament, which is going to be featured on ESPN Plus. A couple of games against Kentucky is going to be on there. Uh, Really, that whole tournament. Um, So, looking forward to that. Even the SEC Network is going to have some OU softball games coming up with that Mississippi State uh, series out there at the Bulldog Invitational in Starkville. So, here we are, uh, the biggest regular season tournament of the year, the much-hyped Mary Nutter. E- everyone in the college softball world knows about this one, and um, a lot of good could come from OU this weekend if they go out and have a 5-0 and weekend. Easier said than done, got to play well, but again, this is a uh, big, 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 big-time opportunity for the number two team in the country. So here's the plans this weekend. Again, 11:30 OU and UCLA. As soon as that game is over, I'm going to start recording. 
And I'm going to start recording with the biggest stories over the weekend, uh, the big story out of that OU-UCLA game. So shortly after the OU-UCLA game is completed, you're probably going to find, not probably, you will find the latest uh, episode of the Diamond Envy podcast there. So like, subscribe, share it, tell your friends, rate us, but appreciate, um, I really appreciate all the interaction on the podcast. I asked for you to start sending me messages with your thoughts and questions about the softball team, and you've done that, and I love it. So thank you to everyone that continues to send in their comments and questions, and keep doing it. I, as the games go on this weekend, and if you got a thought with something that happened in the A&M game, DM, DM me on Twitter, at Tyler underscore McComas. My DMs are open. I've given you my email before, tylermccomas08 at yahoo.com. Um, just just message me. I, I'd love to share your thoughts and opinions on the podcast. That's what this space is all about. So until Sunday afternoon, enjoy the weekend of softball, even though it's on Flow Softball. We'll talk to you then on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Hey.